You are now listening to the High Def Performance Podcast, hosted by Mitch Harb and Zach Smith. Oh, we got our man David Nurse here. What's happening, brother? Uh, not a whole lot. Just hanging by the beach here in L.A. Getting ready for the weekend. Trying to survive this quarantine. Still rubbing it in. Still rubbing it in. <laughs> <laughs> Always have to throw in the beach jabs when I can, man. Of course. Nice, man. Nice. Well, you know, first off, love the book. I mean, it was so it was super entertaining. And now I was like, man, I want to just ask you about all these stories that you had. And like that. But uh, congratulations on it. so pivot and go. Make sure you guys check it out. Um, first question I want to ask, man, is tell people a little bit about you. I know you are an NBA shooting coach and then life optimization coach. What does that entail? Yeah, so my background started in just well, you want me to get into the whole story of how I got to that point? It's entertaining. I know. I will give you the rundown, man. We'll get so I poured everything I had into playing in the NBA. Literally every waking ounce of energy to play in the NBA. Now I'm from the middle of nowhere cornfields of Iowa, and I'm six two and never even been able to touch the rim on a basketball hoop. So probably my parents should have told me to play golf or tennis, but they were supportive. So I, so I went after the NBA goal and that's the, all I poured everything into. I had no backup plans. I got to play college basketball, basically grinded my way to get there. And I'm playing overseas in Europe. And now it sounds pretty cool to say professionally overseas, but really it was more like the Will Ferrell semi-pro type of <laughs> league. It was a second division in northern Spain, the Basque region. They don't even speak Spanish up there, and they're more concerned about drinking beers at halftime and where the party is after the game. And I'm here putting these two-a-days. I'm just pouring all this detailed study, everything in to me getting in the NBA, and I get cut from this team. So not only am I so far away from my dreams and everything I poured my life into, I, I get – turned upside down on my head and rubbed in the dirt of this joke of a team. Wow. So I come back and I'm living with my parents on the recliner chair in Kansas City at the time, five months, and feeling bad for myself, licking my wounds. My mom was always big on saying these motivational and inspirational quotes, and usually it was in one ear, out the other, whatever, mom, doesn't really stick. But she said this one that really stood with me when she was doing dishes in the kitchen. She said, David, when one door closes, four open, in an entire beachfront patio overlooking the ocean. I was like, yeah, I never heard that before. I always thought it was one door closes, one opens. But what she was saying is, and it, and it triggered in me, this door closing of playing in the NBA, everything I poured into myself of playing was actually for me to coach in the NBA and help others get to that level and all this detailed study that I had been doing. So from there, I was I started training some players. A friend of mine, Aaron Baines, who was a teammate of mine over in Greece, he's now playing well, with the He's had a great NBA career and he would bring friends and then some agents would get involved. And then I'm running basketball camps, living out of my car for basically five years, sleeping in well-lit Walmart parking lots, just really grinding it, enjoying the journey. And then I get an email while I'm in Australia running the camp. This is Brooklyn Nets shooting coach. And I thought it was spam, but the next week I'm in Brooklyn as a Nets shooting coach. And it's, it's, it's just kind of, it's, wow. it's gone from there. I have more life pivots that have got to me to where I am right now. But basically, it all started with shooting development 
and basketball training of the gifts that I poured into myself to be able to give to others. And since then, over the past 10 years of training NBA players, it's really gone so much deeper on another level of total optimization, which we can dive more into is, is not just the skills on court, because really you only get about two hours of maximum effort while you're on court, but what are you doing with the rest of the 22 hours that you have? So it, it dives deep into nutrition, into sleep, into recovery, and the most important aspect of all, the mindset development. Yeah, man, we're we're huge on mindset. That's what we incorporated into as our fourth pillar with our physical therapy, our fitness, nutrition. We realize that if you don't have the mindset below everything else, then you're not going to be yeah. successful with any of those things. So, so we love that aspect as well. So, you mentioned those other 22 hours aside from being on the course. So we kind of know what a shooting coach would probably look like and what kind of things you do. What kind of specific things are you doing with NBA players? with those other 22 hours as far as like the optimization coaching uh, portion? Yeah. So basically we'll just break down their entire day to see how they are functioning, able to function at their highest level at a hundred percent capacity when they step on the floor every night or every practice. So you got to think of them like as a science chemistry beaker. Are you full? Are you a hundred percent all the time? Cause the season is very wearing 82 games is a long time. And, I mean, especially right now when they're in the bubble, there's so much uncertainty and whether they're going to play, not going to play. And it's just it's really wearing mentally and physically. So we'll break down a player's sleep. We'll start with that. That'll be one of the main pillars that we do. How are they sleeping? How are they recovering? We track it with Aura Ring. I get them chili pads like I'm going to optimize their sleep as much as possible so, because we know that that's the foundation for everything. Like literally, if you could do the top five, it is sleep, sleep, sleep nutrition then training like that's mm -hmm. how important it is so we build the basis of the optimization with their sleep then we'll look at their nutrition like what what are they putting in their body but what are they putting in the body to fuel themselves the best that everything is not the same for everyone we're all different types of cars yes but we all have different type of fuel that we put in ourselves so figuring out with these players what makes them have the most energy have the best recovery lower inflammation Everything in nutrition will understand that. And a lot of that is is them seeing me do it. Like I'm living out what I'm preaching. Mm -hmm. And they're seeing me do it. And by example, by leading by example, they're able to start implementing this into their own lives. And, and, and none of this happens overnight. It's 1% steps day after day after day, what I call relentless consistency for these guys to get there. They're more, I mean, we'll, of course, look at the recovery. They do a lot of the recovery with their team and and then we'll break down their mindset. Like I say, I have a seven-step process to develop unshakable confidence. I mean, we can go in-depth on that. But it's just how can a guy, how can a player be functioning at the highest level, 100% capacity at the, the most, the majority of the time that they're on the court? Sure, they're going to slip. There's going to be ups and downs. But how can they just continue to progress and trend upwards? Yeah. I kind of want to hear the yeah. seven steps. I was going to say, I, I'm very interested in your, in yep. your seven steps. All right. Okay. So confidence is the, when we, you want me to go into yeah. it? Yeah. So you sold us on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> confidence is the most important thing for NBA players, for basically anybody in life. And now confidence is not like the look at me based on my resume, all this kind of stuff, but it's the true self-awareness of who you are and how to get this unshakable confidence. Uh, the seven steps, the first one that I have is confidence comparison. 
Now that might sound like, okay, why would you want to compare yourself to somebody else that drives people nuts on Instagram, the comparison game, but it's, it's a healthy version of comparison. Like Kobe did to Jordan. He compared himself to Jordan so much. He studied him, all his movements, everything he did, even to the point where he was answering questions in interviews like Jordan did yeah. because he saw somebody who he wanted to be like, he compared himself to him and he took the steps to get to that type of level. So confidence through comparison to his confidence through strength focus, especially for the NBA and, and all of us in general, too many times we are told that we are our weaknesses, but actually our weaknesses are just a compliments wish list. We are our strengths. Everybody has a strength and that is what we need to focus on, especially for the NBA. If you give me a player who's good in every area, they're probably not playing in the NBA, but if you give me a player who is great in one area, focuses on their strength, like a player that I grew up with in small town Pella, Iowa, Kyle Korver, how great he is at shooting, still playing at the NBA when he's 38, you can have a long, long career. So focusing on your strength, not adding to your weaknesses, yes, to make them become assets, but but mainly focusing on what that strength is and doing it better than anybody else. Mm -hmm. The third one is confidence through what I call redefining vocabulary. So we all grow up with our subconscious telling us that certain words mean certain things, like success means something, failure means something, slump means something, pressure means something, but, but we don't have to listen and, and, and say, like, feel what the world is telling us those words mean. So, for example, slump. So when I have a player, I'll ask them, hey, when was your last shooting slump? And, you know, they'll tell me, like, yeah, a couple games ago, I just couldn't make a shot. I just I missed 10 in a row. It's, and I can see their body language going down and them feeling bad for themselves and just already having that negative connotation in them. And then I'll say, hey, when was your last shooting hippopotamus? And then they'll, they'll look at me like, David, you're crazy. What are you talking about? Well, all I did there was change, redefine a term. That word slump is just a word. Our subconscious has grown up by believing it means a certain thing, like for failure. Failure is the best thing that can happen. It's not just a way that we can learn and grow. It is the only way to learn and grow. So we redefine the vocabulary. We take out all negative talk. Negative self-talk is seven times more powerful than not saying anything at all. So words spoken negatively out loud hold seven times more power than if you just keep them in. So we don't allow any, any negative talk. Yeah. And we, we focus on, and, and part of that of redefining vocabulary, we focus on process. We don't focus on the results. And I know it sounds cliche to say focus on the process, but literally with my NBA players, we don't talk about stats. We don't talk about shooting percentages, made or missed shots. It's about did you get to your area? Did you get your best shots? Let's say a guy's best shots, one of my players, he's, he's playing for the Raptors. He's really, really explosive. He gets to the rim really well and he shoots the three, catch and shoot, amazing. It, like that's what we're tracking. How many of those shots do you get? They're going to go in. I mean, we've put in the reps. They're going to go in, but we're just focused on the process and not rise and fall with the results that sometimes we can't control. Yeah. The fourth point is confidence. Do you want to call creating your personal highlight swag zone real? Meaning there's a time in these players' lives when they just had an unbelievable game. They were in the zone, just, just killing it. And we've all had that in our sport or <clears throat> in something in life where we were just dominating. And for the players, I'd have their, their film, like two to three minutes of their just best game they've ever had or accumulation of their best games. And they watch it every morning when they wake up and they watch it before they step on the floor for practice and they watch it before every single game. 
That way it's putting them in that mindset of that. Hey, this is who I am. I've been this person. I can be this person at my best. I'm not necessarily what the world is saying or, hey, I just had two bad games. That's not who I am. I am this person in my swag zone. So we build it into their muscle memory, grow the myelin in their brain by seeing this is who they are <clears throat> at their best. And they can be that person all the time. Nice. Okay. So that's confidence through comparison. First point. Confidence through strength focus, second point. Confidence through redefining vocabulary, focusing on the process. And confidence through the swag zone highlight reel. The fifth point is confidence in pouring into others. So there's a there's a big time power in taking the weight off your shoulders and pouring into others. Steve Nash, best point guard in NBA history, in my opinion. He gave 239 high fives a game. Literally everybody that I've talked to that's played with Nash, he's the best teammate they've ever had. And he was just encouraging, picking guys up, a high five, high five, high five. And that is, that's taking a lot of pressure off himself because he is serving others. So when you're feeling caught up in your own moment and you're feeling bad for yourself, think about what you can do for others. And this, I mean, all all these points can go into anything in life. It doesn't just have to be sports, like pour Mm -hmm. into others, give those air high fives on zoom right now be that person who encourages everyone else around you it's infectious and the sixth point is confidence through choose your second or what i call a q word so i give them two options and a q word is a word that that they'll have that is their own that they'll say when things are going crazy or things are going great up or down it brings them to even even keel it's kind of like the the movie inception where there's that top that spins and anytime they see it the cue it kicks them back into a certain zone yeah i like that so each player will have their cue word or and they could have or or and choose what i call choose your second there's 24 seconds on the shot clock and you can see it at all times in the game they pick a number the players pick a number and whenever that number comes up let's just say they're they're, they've missed three shots in a row but they glance up and see 17 is their number and they see it that's a trigger a trigger a cue in their mind that okay it's okay i'm back to even keel this is who i am i'm not worried about what just happened i'm moving on so it's it's the power in the subconscious of these cue words that bring us back into this confident zone that we're in and the seventh and final point is what i call relentless consistency now that's just the confidence in the preparation of doing it day after day after day after day, it's what I call, as I said, relentless consistency. And I think that is the the best compliment that anybody can get. Are they consistent? Yep. So there's a lot right there, but there's the seven steps to unshakable confidence. I love it. I love it, man. I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, of course. I want to talk about the book now just because I, I want to encourage more and more people to read that. I, I mean, there was a lot of that, those pieces that are in the book too. Um, and I mean, number one, it like I said earlier, it's so fun to read because I'm just like all those stories. I'm like, dude, how did you live such a crazy life? <laughs> but uh, I also read you gave up an MBA coaching job to to write the book. Tell us about yeah. that, man. Yeah. So actually, this past off season, uh, I was offered a job with uh, the Phoenix Suns to run their whole development, and I've been going down there and meeting with them and. The GM's a really good friend of mine. It was a great opportunity to have, and I love the organization and the people there. 
And it, it actually was sparked. I was really close to taking it because I thought, okay, this is, I love doing this. Like, this is a great opportunity, an up and coming team. And I can have total control of like optimization, development, and everything like that. But I was talking to a good friend of mine, John Gordon, who's wrote a lot of books and is a big speaker. And, yeah. and he said, David, like, is this really aligned with what your goals are long term? Do you really want to just be another coach in the NBA or do you want to do bigger things? Do you want to write books? Do you want to encourage? Do you want to speak? Do you want to motivate? And I was like, you know what? He's got a really good point. Wow. I can't really have both. I can't be all in on coaching and then also speak on the side and write a book on the side. I have to be all in on one or the other because I'm a big believer on like when you're going to do something, man, you go all in. And it, 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 you might learn from it that it's not the exact thing you want to do, but that's where it comes in for the pivot. So, yeah, I was uh, – I mean, blessed for the opportunity to potentially do that with the Phoenix Suns. But you know what? I just felt called to writing, encouraging, speaking, motivating. And it it juices me up even more than being on court coaching. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, you've obviously got a skill for for motivation and speaking. You've already got me ready to run through a wall. So so you're doing a good <laughs> job already. <laughs> what? So tell us. Um, for people that haven't read the book that are listening, what's something that people will take away from your book or something that you want people to, to get as a takeaway from reading your book? Yeah, really just to be able to look at things from a different perspective. So what a pivot is in sports, as we know, is, is when all the defenders are on you and you can't see anything and everything's just blurred in front of you, but you just take a small, small shift, a small turn, a pivot, and then everything else opens up completely. And that's that's what I want people to see for, for life. Like we all feel stuck in some point in our life. And right now, especially everybody feels stuck to some extent. It's kind of been pivots kind of been the hot term that just so happened to be because mm -hmm. we all feel stuck. And now change is really daunting. Changes are, are tough for people to do. Think, okay, I have to change. It's going to ha happen a lot, but no, it's just the small pivots and then taking those 1% daily steps with relentless consistency, you can reach what your goal is or what you want to be or who you want to be. You can live the life you want to live without caring how anybody else wants you to live it. Like I, I really truly believe that and know that seeing it through myself of growing up in the middle of nowhere, cornfields of Iowa and now being able to train over 150 NBA players speak, right. I'm, I'm looking over the ocean right here. I'm married to an unbelievable wife. Like you can have what you want, but you have to, I mean, you got to understand that it's going to take time. It's going to take the 10 years to become an overnight success or the 27 years to become an overnight success. Like my uncle for the Toronto Raptors, their head coach did, which yeah. is another story I love to tell about how much he put in every single day. Everybody sees it as he won the championship this, this first year of head coaching. But, but no, he's been coaching for 27 years as a head coach, just yeah. acting like he was that champion head coach. And then it happened after 27 years. So Basically, in a nutshell, being able to see things from a slightly different perspective, if you're going one direction, it's not a waste. It might just be leading you to something better where you just have to pivot, see it from that different perspective, and then go in that direction, understanding it's going to take time, but each day you're preparing for that big opportunity to come. Yeah. I, I was wondering, I read the story, your uncle cut you, and I was like, is that who it is? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't. I mean, he he drafted me basically out of being kind to me and just wanted me to be there with him, but I had no business being there. Right. Well, then, yeah, then I was like, oh, nurse. Okay, there we go. There we go. 
Uh, so some, some points you talked about were in the book a lot and you just mentioned it was the, the redefining certain terms. And I, and I really like that because I think that's huge. And we talk about all the time is like, what do you, what do people define as success versus what does it really mean to you? So talk about how you, you redefined success, failure, joy, passion, and confidence and, and how someone else can, can start to do that. Yeah. Well, let's just break down success. Cause that's a big one. People will see success as what the world says is hey, how many Instagram followers you have, how much money you make, like what your job title is defines who you are. But it's that that's not true. If there's if there is some type of tangible thing that you are putting your joy and happiness and success into, when you hit it, you're still going to want more. You want to go <clears throat> go another rung on that ladder. Like I mean, you just look at example of people in history that like the Steve Jobs who have been the most successful people in the world and they're still miserable. So success is not have anything to do with what the world is trying to tell you that it is, but it has to do with where you find your self-awareness, what your purpose is, what you're doing it for, doing it for a much bigger purpose than yourself alone. And then like really deciding like, hey, what is what is being rich? What is my, if I could live my rich life, my perfect life, what would that be? It might not, it's not the financial benefits and everything like that, but it's, hey, am I rich in loving my family? Am I rich in loving my spouse, my kids, my friends, relationships? So there's just, success is just really like a word that just kind of just, it pulls us in a direction that we want to have others really see us as, this 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 great thing or this great person but the, the real definition of that is how are you pouring into yourself so that you can pour into others because if you can man if you can change one person's life if you can encourage one person and that might just be a word of encouragement to a grocery store clerk or someone just one person they could in turn encourage another person and then that person and another and another and the compounding effect where you just affected positively a million people's lives mm -hmm. without even knowing it but just understanding that hey just just be where you're at change help one person don't worry about the big picture of what the world's trying to tell you you need to be yeah i love that, I love that. yep you know I, I was interested to ask you this question because i see that you talk a lot about note card reminders uh note card reminders for yourself and and Tell us about the importance of those and then how they've helped you and your clients. Yeah. So um, in the book, there's there's 29 note cards at the end of each chapter. So it's yeah, 28 yeah. days to make a habit. Tw and I love habits. All that's great and everything. Habits, the James Clear, Atomic Habits, all that stuff. Awesome. Yep. But I want to make it a lifestyle. And day 29 is a choice to make it a lifestyle and a rhythm. And yeah. being able to give tools to people are so important affirmation tools in these cards are so important because we can all we all hear podcasts read books and we learn and learn and learn and learn but there's a big difference between knowing and doing and the purpose is great and uh, like the simon cynics talking about the purpose but give me some house i need some actionable tools that i can use daily to help me build this relentless consistency so it is a lifestyle so these cards are really really important as far as just just reaffirming yourself in what your mission is or like what your who you are your self-confidence and there's there's a bunch of different ones and i'll tell you exactly where to place them throughout your 
environments so that you're seeing them daily. Like for an example, one is the foggy mirror and you put it right on your mirror and you'd say, wipe away the self-doubt. So we all wake up with self-doubt. We all have the imposter syndrome to some extent. Now this, this card is on the mirror. So every time you walk by the mirror, you see it and you're like, okay, this foggy mirror, if it's fogged up, that's the self-doubt. I have the ability to take my hands and just wipe it away. So it's affirmations like that, different places throughout your environment. So you're setting up your environment for success, but consistent tools to help you get to that that next that next one percent step. Yeah, I think that's a really cool like a, a tool that I haven't like heard a lot of people talk about or use. I've you know I've heard a little bit about post-it notes. I love that. Is there are there any other ones that you recommend people do? Like I like that foggy mirror one. What what else ones do you use consistently? Oh man, I got a ton of them. You should come to my apartment and see them all scattered <laughs> all throughout. Uh, I have a big, crazy, out of this world dream goal where I have. Uh, I'm really big on making super specific goals. If you say your goal is to make a lot of money, be successful, lose weight, like you're gonna fail because that's not a goal. You have to have a tangible thing you're going for. Yeah. So I have a picture of myself speaking in front of a hundred thousand people in a huge auditorium. Now who knows how long that's going to take to get there because of the COVID and all that kind of stuff. It might be a hundred thousand on zoom, yeah. but I'm living in that moment. Like I know that is my goal and I yeah. have the date on there. I have 2022. I put June 23rd, June 23, which is my wedding anniversary, 2022. I'll be speaking in front of a hundred thousand people and just really speaking that into existence. So I see that daily. I understand, Hey, that's who I, that's who I can be daily. That's who I'm going to be daily. And I had a player do that. I do that with my players. Doma Sabonis, two years ago, he was coming off the bench. And no one would ever thought he'd be an all-star as he's coming off the bench. But he made it He made it his big goal and his super specific goal. He was going to be an all-star in 2020, Chicago, February 18th. Like wrote it down and just saw it daily. And then this past year, February 18th in Chicago, 2020, he was an all-star. So there's wow. a lot of power in really living in speaking things into existence and then daily living in it. It's not, you're not faking it, but you're just convincing your subconscious that this is who you are yeah. because we have, we have 50,000 on average, 50,000 self-talk thoughts per day. 80% of those are negative. So think about that. That's 40,000 self-talk thoughts floating through your mind daily that are negative. Now we can have, we have the opportunity to change that and these affirmations and these reminders, they're able to shift that to hopefully where it's about 80% positive yeah. instead. Yeah. yeah. I love that, man. You know, one thing this kind of all sums up to, and you talk about it a lot was like just becoming the person that, that you're meant to be basically. And I just wanted to ask, you know, probably last thing you can leave people with is like, what are a couple things that they can do to start to just become that person that they're meant to be? Yeah, great question. I mean, we could go really in depth on that. So the person you're meant to be, we all have it inside us. I, all, I believe we all have a gift inside us to be able to do for a bigger purpose to help others like we've been talking about. Now, figuring that out is not always the easiest thing. I mean, the first thing you've got to do is like, hey, you just got to ask yourself, what juices you up? Like what wakes you up when you get out of bed and you're excited to go do? If it's your current job that you're in right now, that's probably not it long term. That's okay right now. Don't You don't have to just jump ship and go into becoming a, maybe it's being a, a world-class artist or something. But, but slowly work on that. Just wake up 30 minutes earlier. Paint something. Do something each day 
that you are growing in the facet, the area where you want to be while you have all these tools that I'm telling you about, about the affirmations, about the big yeah. dream goal that you're putting on. There's plenty more in the book that you'll see. But it's it's and it, we talk about the confidence. It's the understanding that, hey, you have this gift inside of you. Figure out what what really juices you up, like what just really is like, hell yeah. Like and, and don't worry about don't worry about the if it's going to make a bunch of money or not. Like it, if you're really invested in it, understand it's going to take time, 10 years, at, at least 10 years to become that overnight success. People yeah. want the insta success, and even when you get it, if you get it, just like quick success, be wary because it's gonna burn out fast. Like you don't have the foundation built. So, I mean, there's so many tools on that question that we could dive dive into, yeah. but just really understand that you have a strength, a gift, a God-given ability. Big believer that God's given us all abilities to help others. Now, figure out what that is that juices you up and use it as a tool to help people around you. Trust yeah. me, when you do, like there's no better joy than you see the people around you that you love and that you care about succeeding. Like that's, yeah. that's what fills you up. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I loved the story about Kyle Korver where it was like, he doesn't see shooting threes well as just like, that's it. It's like, this gift allows me to to help other people yeah. in so many other ways. Yeah. 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 The platform that he has. And that's, that's a lot of what I do with NBA players as a life coach a mentor to them is showing them how big their platform is and being able to give them a positive influence so that they can positively influence others. Cause their reach is going to be far bigger than mine. Yeah. But if I can have that impact on them, then it's, it's like we talked about helping one person that could help a million. Yep. Speaking of reach, I got one last question for you. It's out of right field. We've noticed yeah. that it seems like you know everybody. It seems like you are you are a network extraordinaire. What what uh, advice do you have for for people trying to get going in coaching? Like obviously you were able to meet the right people and get to the right places. What what are your um what's your advice to improve networking or meeting people and getting to those? You know, like for us, it'd be like getting to our shots. You talk about these basketball players. Well, in life, we've got to get to our shots, which are in business. So, how do we get there? That is such a good question. I love love that question. It's all about developing genuine relationships. Yeah, I call it, I call it the golden fifteen. You can. There's more in it on in in the book Pivot and Go, where it talks about how you can set up your golden fifteen. But but really, it's all it comes down to pouring into others, pour, pour, pour into others without expecting anything in return. So as you walk into a door, you look at your hands and you say the word serve. You're not concerned about what you're going to get out of it. You're not doing the dirty LinkedIn networking, but you're giving to somebody. Yeah. And that's what I did. I, 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 I reached out to every NBA GM there was, and I just told, I, I hand wrote a letter to every single one. So there's a, there's a lot of power in actually doing it. Don't just send an email. Don't just make a phone call. Go the extra mile. One of my favorite quotes is there is no traffic jam on the extra mile. Like, mm -hmm. Be that person that can do that. One NBA GM got back to me and it was just a normal conversation. It was Gary Sachs, the GM of the Clippers at that time. And basically ended the conversation about, hey, if you're ever out in LA, now I'm in Kansas City at this time. Like, hey, if you're ever out in LA, we'll grab coffee. We'll link up. Basically, it's kind of like a way of saying, hey, good luck with the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. But that is an opportunity. I booked the ticket with all the money that I had and was out in LA <laughs> next week. 
wow. had a great meeting. I was prepared. I was, I had some, some things that some talking points that I knew would stand out to him. Just tell him how much I appreciate what he does and any way that I can help him. I'm there to, I'm there to serve. And since then, like Gary was one of on my, in, in my groomsmen for my wedding last yeah. year. Yeah. I lived with him for six months when I moved out to LA. He's become one of my best friends. I talk to daily. He's wow. the one that got me all these opportunities in the NBA. Like I, I could keep going on this route. Like even when I decided I wanted to be a shooting coach and the best shooting coach, I used the confidence through comparison. I was like, okay, who's the best shooting coach? And it was Chip and Glenn for the San Antonio Spurs. So I wrote him a letter. I called him. I emailed him. I even traveled out to Las Vegas Summer League just to have the opportunity to meet him. He saw all this work that I was putting in and he appreciated it. He took me under his wing and he helped me along that. So we can always make we can always make our mentors, but you but you have to pour into them. You have to give and, and just not even expect anything in return. And that's when it all starts coming back to you. And and be the person, be the person that connects other people because they'll always remember you for being that person. Yeah. Yep. And always be that person that like one of my things that I do every single day is I'll send out a text message or a video message to three people. Maybe I haven't talked to them for two or three months just to check in on them, tell them I'm thinking about them. And I can't tell you how many times like somebody's came back like, man, I just really needed that. Thank you so much. Like just being there for people is really, really big. Genuinely caring for others is and it is the ultimate way to build just a great relationship network. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for that. We appreciate it. That's great advice. You've dropped nothing but fire. Thank you for bringing the energy and spending the time with us. If we, uh, we know that people listening to this podcast are all hyped up now, so they need a little bit more. Where do we uh, send people to find you? Absolutely. You can find everything on my website, davidnurse.com. My podcast, the 1% podcast, Pivot and Go is anywhere books are found amazon anywhere on social media david nurse nba instagram and twitter or come on out here to the ocean in la and we'll hang there you go hell yeah cool we got, man we got to do that soon man i know yeah, you, you do got to do that get on down from rainy seattle and get some <laughs> of the summer. yeah just in time for winter we'll, we'll plan something down there <laughs> awesome all right brother we appreciate you man take it yeah. easy later man what is up, guys? Thanks for listening to the podcast today. If you liked it, please rate, review, and share it out to some of your family and friends. If you're interested in working with us, head over to highdefseattle.com and click on request an appointment. We also have our beginner programs available under the programming tab of that website. And if you just want to get a little bit more information on what we do as a company, you can head over to highdefmethod.com and download our free ebook resource.